Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444 Monday, January 25th. Today on the show, the Preds' losing streak is extended. So is the Tennessee basketball teams. Super Bowl 55 is set, but we begin with a quick update on all of the coaching searches going on in the state of Tennessee. The 440 is built every single morning by the Kingston Group, a Nashville-based custom home and remodeling firm. The Kingston Group knows that there can be a lot of apprehension when it comes to picking out someone to help, I don't know, build a house or work on a major remodel for your home. But with the Kingston Group, there will be a thorough process to make sure that they're the right fit for you and that you're the right fit for them. It's all about alignment with the Kingston Group. Budget alignment, scheduling alignment, communication alignment, and it's what allows them to deliver a high-quality product on budget and exactly when they say they're going to do it. So check them out. BuildKG.com is the website. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. BuildKG.com. So what's the latest on the Titans coaching search to replace Arthur Smith? Here are all of the names that have been connected to the Titans in any official capacity. First, former Colts offensive coordinator and current Chargers quarterback coach Pep Hamilton interviewed with the Titans and Steelers for their vacant offensive coordinator positions. Hamilton was brilliant this year with rookie quarterback Justin Herbert and was solid with Andrew Luck both at Stanford and with the Colts. Some injuries and some itchy trigger fingers in Indianapolis might skew the overall evaluation of his time there. He did some pretty solid work. Tim Kelly, offensive coordinator for the Houston Texans, was requested to be interviewed by both the Titans and the Lions, and reportedly Houston blocked both requests. It appears keeping Kelly is critical to trying to convince Deshaun Watson to stay in Houston. Kelly has done some good work with the Texans, knows Mike Vrabel very well from their time together in Houston, and, get this, is the brother of Titans left tackle Dennis Kelly. Go figure. Of course, Clemson offensive coordinator Tony Elliott was also a target of Rabel's last week, but Elliott reportedly told the Titans that he was staying Clemson for the time being. The for the time being part of the report, of course, last week was interesting, considering now there are rumblings that the Tennessee Volunteers are reportedly interested in Elliott as well. He would be in way over his head in Knoxville if you want my two cents. Smoke screens, folks. Smoke screens. And, of course, we know that Terrell Austin interviewed to be the defensive coordinator as well on that side of the ball last week. As two more teams, the Packers and the Bills, have now been eliminated and the Super Bowl is here, we could learn about a few more official candidates for the Titans in the coming days. Keep your eyes peeled, folks. Speaking of, Super Bowl 55 will feature Tom Brady, of course, but this time as an NFC representative after Tampa Bay went into Green Bay and survived. Meanwhile, Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City are making their second straight appearance in the big game, this time as the defending champs after handling the Buffalo Bills with relative ease on Sunday evening. With just one football game left in the entire season, we've got the most accomplished quarterback in the history of the game on one side, facing the heir apparent, the defending champ, and arguably the most physically gifted player in the game of football on the other side. The uniforms are hideous, but the quarterbacking should be spectacular. Super Bowl 55, here we come. My only real piece of advice as far as the Tennessee Volunteers head coaching search goes is, my God, there's a lot of smoke, and don't pay attention to it. Until you see something officially reported, everything out there is rumors. They're all rumors. I had multiple people reach out to me. I had coaches in Division I college football reach out to me asking questions about whether or not Coach A or Coach B or Coach C was interested or connected to or have you heard anything about the Tennessee Volunteers coaching job. If there are no leaks, 
This is a sign that Danny White is in complete control, the athletic director for Tennessee. If we start to see actual information reported around some of these names, whether it's Tony Elliott, the offensive coordinator at Clemson, whether it's James Franklin at Penn State, whether it's Hugh Freeze or any other prospective candidate, if we start to see actual reporting around some of these names, then maybe Athletic Director White is not keeping it as buttoned up as we anticipated, or maybe there are too many hands in the cookie jar again. But as of right now, none of these leaks seem legitimate, none of these stories seem legitimate, and none of these quote-unquote sources seem legitimate. So for now, let Danny White do his job. Everyone else, get out of the way. Well, Tennessee did not wear their number six ranking well this week. After a hideous showing on the road against Florida on Tuesday, the Basket Vols began their three-game homestand with a 73-64 loss to Missouri on Saturday. The offense has struggled in both games because the scouting report has gotten out. Be aggressive, be physical, and attack Tennessee when they have the basketball. Mizzou forced 18 more turnovers on Saturday, giving UT 36 turnovers in two games. And defensively, it wasn't much better. The Vols have given up more than 70 points in both losses after being one of the nation's highest-ranked scoring defenses in the country for the entire season. It's the first two times any opponents have been over 70 points all year. The book is out now on Tennessee to some degree, and Barnes admitted as much after the game. So now it's up to him to make some adjustments and for his young players to mature quickly. It would also help if Jaden Springer could get back into the lineup. He has missed each of the last two games. All of this means now that it's a huge week in Knoxville for a team that is sitting at 4-3 and three in the league. The Vols will host a Mississippi State team that has lost three out of its last four on Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. before welcoming a highly ranked Kansas team to Thompson Bowling Arena next Saturday in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. Like Tennessee, the Jayhawks were just ranked in the top 10 and have lost three straight games coming into this week. It's a big one for Kansas as well. Tennessee needs a big showing this week to recapture their confidence and to work through some of the issues that have cropped up in the last few weeks. I do suppose it's better that they are working through those issues in January and not in March, if you want a silver lining. Additionally, Belmont won its 13th consecutive game. They're now 10-0 in the OVC, while Vanderbilt lost to Arkansas and is now 0-5 in the SEC. Not only did the Nashville Predators lose twice this weekend to the Dallas Stars, they got their asses handed to them. And nothing about it was ordinary. The Preds are now 2-3 and three on the season and enter a two-game set with Chicago on Tuesday and Wednesday, riding a three-game losing streak. And Friday night was ugly. Dallas was clearly ready to get its season started and after one scoreless period, unleashed all hell and fury on the Nashville Predators. A five-goal second frame sent UC Soros to the dressing room early. Pecorine then decided to give up two more in the third period just for good measure, in the 7 to nothing loss. It's only the fourth time in franchise history that the Preds lost by seven goals on the road and only the second time since the inaugural season. Unfortunately, Sunday wasn't much better. The Stars had multiple two-goal leads and were up 2 nothing midway through the second period, and the Predators had four shots on goal. They did fight hard to finish Sunday's game, but the 3-2 scoreboard looked a lot closer than it really was. All told, in two games, the Predators' penalty kill allowed eight goals on 12 opportunities. Eight goals. Yes, you heard that right. And for good measure, the Stars even added a shorthanded goal on Friday evening. Special teams were a major issue under Peter Laviolette, and John Hines was hired to fix some of those problems. 
Obviously, five games is a tiny sample size, but it's hard to imagine being worse than the Predators have been on special teams on either end of the rink. After killing all four penalties and the two wins over Columbus to start the season, Nashville has given up nine goals and 16 chances on the penalty kill. And Philip Forsberg's fourth goal of the season on Sunday night was just the second power play goal in 20 chances for the Predators. And while Chicago at home would seem on paper to be a chance for the Preds to get right, the Blackhawks are coming off of two wins over Detroit in which they scored 10 goals themselves. It's still very early and no one should overreact one way or the other. But these two games against Chicago already feel much bigger than they were supposed to be. And we are only entering the second full week of the season. The 440 is built every Monday through Friday by the Kingston Group. They are a locally owned, award-winning, custom home and remodeling firm. My family uses the Kingston Group. I, I think that's all you should need to know is that we use them. So I think you should use them too. And if you like the show and want to support the show, like the way the Kingston Group does, then you should go check out the website buildkg.com. They're all about building a partnership with their clients, setting expectations on the front end, and delivering a quality product on the back end. Check them out, buildkg.com. That's the Kingston Group, craftsmanship and care. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.